The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, are you in roles or relationships and why it matters? What's a role and what's a relationship? And how can you tell the difference? And who cares anyway? Well, many of us are in roles. In our marriages, that's me. In our parenting, that's me too. In every area of our lives, by God, I'm a specialist in being in roles. Are we playing out an idea of how we should believe? Or how or are we generally relating? Or how we should behave? How does that impact all involved? When is it right to be in a role? With kids, mates, jobs? And when is it toxic? This episode of Inside Out will explore these questions and face the issues. Will host Beth Green be in a role or in a relationship with her audience? Let's find out. And feel free to call Beth to discuss where you may be confusing the two or getting stuck. After the show, join the post-show forum. And you can see the link on the right of the host page to continue the conversation. By the way, you can now take advantage of 15 private minutes with Beth to get her guidance on any issue. For that, you can see bethgreen.org for the cost and other details. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Hi there. Well, I thought I was really looking forward to this show. <laughs> but now that I'm here, I'm feeling like, yeah. so I, I don't know. There could be a little bit of resistance in the collective. You know, this was a very, very interesting uh, realization for me. Uh, that the, when these, this topic came into my head, to really examine the whole issue of roles and relationships and the difference between a role and the job. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay, so I, I okay, I'm going to talk about a couple. <laughs> and that couple, it's not us. So that couple, the woman was madly in love with her role as wife. I mean, she did everything. Everything I don't do, by the way. She cooked, she cleaned, she decorated, she did all those wifely things. She didn't actually notice her husband, except insofar as it was she was in the role of taking care of the husband. But she didn't actually notice who he was, what he needed, that he was dying. So... Anyway, I've seen this a lot with people. And then she said she was in love with him. She really loved him. She really loved him. She was very unhappy when the marriage broke up. But the truth is she didn't love the man. She loved the role. She loved being in that role. I remember when I first got engaged to my first husband. Don't ask how many centuries ago that was. And I felt so excited to say that I was engaged to be married, and that I had a fiancé. Now, later on, I regretted it deeply. <laughs> but at the moment, I was really excited. And then there was the wedding to plan. I mean, you know, what could be wrong when you get to wear a dress, a white dress, as it happens? I did it. Uh, this was a lot of years ago, guys. 
Oh, my God. How many years ago was that? Mm. Does anybody want to know? 52 years ago. Anyways, I had to do the whole schmear with the wedding. But as we got closer and closer to the day of the wedding, I was getting a little bit insecure, starting to get very nervous, having anxiety attacks, and that kind of thing. But I didn't want to let go of the role. See, I loved the idea that I was getting married and that I was going to have this wedding. Well, <laughs> I mean, what's more important, the wedding or the marriage? I ask you. So there it is. I was in love with the role. This woman that I'm talking about was in the love with the role of being the wife. I was actually more in love with the role of being engaged to be married. Uh, and I didn't really examine the relationship that I was in and say, you know, is this really marriage material? Is this what I want? So anyway, it's as I was thinking about that very topic, about this couple, it, that this story popped into my head. Wow, we are in love with roles but how much are we actually relating? Did this woman really relate to her husband? Did the husband actually relate to her? Or was he playing out the role of the good husband? So then I, when I started asking the question about, well, is it ever appropriate to be in a role? So immediately, of course, the thought came, uh, well, okay, I'm a supervisor in a factory. I am uh, an executive in a company. I am a typist in the typing pool. Uh, don't I have a role? You know, my role is to type whatever comes across my desk or to supervise whoever is in front of me or, uh, or to fire people, whatever my role is. And so I thought, well, maybe it's right to be in a role, you know, in situations like that. But actually, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that that's not right either, that I have to do my job, but I don't have to be in a role to do the job. See, the role is a concept. It's an idea of what the behavior is supposed to be and what I'm supposed to get from it. Oh, well, I'm in the role of spiritual teacher and that means that uh, I get to, people have to listen to me and, uh, and adore me and kiss my toes, right? <laughs> now, actually, the job of spiritual teacher is nothing like that. <laughs> it means that you clobber people over the head that when they don't want to hear it or or for the hundredth time you try to explain it they don't love you they don't adore you they don't kiss your toes but it's your job see that's different you have a job as a parent what is your job as a parent your job as the parent is to feed the child to uh, attend to its needs for love to attend to for its needs for socialization, uh, you're, you're mainly there to teach that child how to live in this world as a decent human being, hopefully. That's a job, guys. That is no role. That is a job. You do that job, that's great. But when you get into the role of parent, then you feel like you're supposed to you know, be respected, obeyed, and that you actually get to design who this child is going to be. Uh-oh, big mistake. I know James has a lot that he'd like to share about this, but we already have a caller. So let's bring her in. Uh, okay. Okay, I think I'm in already. All right, Christine, here Hi. you are. Hi. Hi, Hi there. I actually, I just 
started listening a few minutes ago, so I don't know that I heard that much, but it's, I don't know. You were talking, and I just kept thinking, oh, my gosh, I know there are places that I'm in roles. Yes. And I think one of them has been at work where I like to think of myself as a good manager, but I noticed that more and more I'm not managing people. I'm not in that role as much. <laughs> you mean your job is not to manage? You did hear that distinction I was making between your job and your role. That the job is the thing you're actually supposed to do. The role is the way we like to see ourselves, position ourselves, all the bells and whistles that go along with it. Exactly. And I think the role I like is of the benevolent manager Ah. versus the job is, is, is probably a little more shrewd than that. You know, the job requires... Um, giving people, you know, direct and honest feedback, um, you know, being very realistic about what they can and can't do um, versus, and I think it's kind of a similar way that I relate to the role of being a mom. Yeah. Um, in, in my relationship, I'm definitely like, I'm the more permissive. Um, I love to be loved. Yeah. I love to be seen as the nice one. The like, earth mother. The Earth Mother, I can see it. With there, you, there, there's like uh, uh, there's like energy, white light around you as you sit there, surrounded by your de- devoted children, loved and adored. <laughs> I like the picture that you're painting. You could keep going, but um, I don't know that it actually you know materializes that way. No, it doesn't, because when you actually do your job, your children don't feel that way about you. Right. Exactly. I noticed that. <laughs> so let's talk a minute about relationships, because I didn't really get to that part. I mean, what is the difference between a role and a relationship? Is that, of course, in a relationship, you actually relate. <laughs> you are in um, intimate contact with another being. And I really mean that I want you to really take this in. What do I mean by intimate contact with another human being, that means you're face-to-face or phone-to-phone or whatever it is, and or video-to-video, video, and you are looking at each other and you are actually responding to each other. And you're feeling each other and you're giving feedback to each other and you're asking questions of each other and you're acknowledging the oneness with each other. And that is the relating. That is the relationship. I, you know, in the intro, we said, you know, is Beth going to be in a role or in a relationship with her audience today? Well, when people call in, I get to be much more in relationship, but I also try to do my job. My job is to listen to what people say, really get the essence of what they're really looking for and seeing if I can Give them what they need. That is my job. The role would be to be all-knowing or humorous <laughs> or whatever uh, that role would be. And the relating, well, I like to do that as much as possible when people call in, but it is darn difficult to relate to an audience that doesn't relate back. Hey, guys, call in. You can even send me an email. Anyway, carry on. So what do you have to say about children and relating? Um, I'm just <laughs> laughing because the, the dog is making noise, the horse is winning, my husband's in the <laughs> next door, and now his phone is going off. So 
Um, let me see if I can make all this stop. Okay. So <laughs> he's, I can tell that he's listening to your show in, in the next room, though. Oh, I excellent. The wall, so that's good. Excellent. Um, so in terms of relating, that is, that's very different, right? There is my job yeah. and my role in relating. And when I'm relating um, with, you know, our children, it's, they're, they're people. Yes, they are real. They're real, and they have feelings, and um, and then I may not know, you know, like, when I'm in a role, I think maybe I just, I will assume what's going on with them or what their issue or problem is or whatever. Yes. Um, versus when I'm relating to them, it, it may be quite different. It may be very different from what I have in my mind. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's extremely important. Roles relate to other roles. In the marriage that I was describing earlier, the wife who was in love with being the wife expected the husband to play out the role of husband. And husband and wife had a relationship, but the two people didn't. Mm. (laughs) So I think that's probably it, unless there's something else that we have another caller on the line, um, which is wonderful. And uh, we still can't hear from James because we're too busy taking callers at the moment because we're (laughs) relating. We are relating to our audience. But is there anything else you'd like to share, Christine, before we go? There was one more thing Yes, I noticed about work, and that is how stressful it is to be in a role Uh, and and how uh, ineffective it is. And I just noticed, like, I was just given another job to do today. And I just realized if I just do the job, it's very different than if I try and take on the role of being, you know, liked or benevolent or whatever it is I, I want to think of myself as. Bravo. successful. If I just do the job, then I will do the job, and that takes a lot less energy than trying to fulfill the role that I have in my mind. You know, that, that is a real bravo, and I think it's so important to remember that because people resent you being in the role, mm-hmm. whereas they are grateful for you doing the work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank so thanks a lot for calling, Christine. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, next we're going to speak to Elizabeth from San Diego. I don't know how much time we're going to have before we go to station break, but we'll see how that goes. We have nobody else in the queue, so, um, you know, feel free to call in. Okay, Elizabeth from San Diego, welcome to Inside Out. Hello, Beth and James. Hello. Hello. I understand the differences, um, but the difficulty I'm experiencing in my uh, new living arrangement is relating with my roommate, and uh-huh. I feel I'm falling into a role uh-huh. because of the difficulties we have in relating. And what are those difficulties? Just sharing what comes up, like what, how I'm feeling, uh, what I'm thinking, what she's thinking. It's like a few days later, we might say, oh, yeah, this is what I was thinking. I'm like, well, then why didn't you share that then? well why is it difficult I mean we're not going to speak for her because she's not on the line right Mm -hmm. so that's kind of unfair although who knows maybe I'll slip something in but as far as you're concerned what stops you from relating to her in this case you know it's it's funny it's like relaying a message is an essence of one of the essences of relating which is your uh, relating to people what has happened. So that's part of even the word relating is to relate to them, to mm-hmm. tell them 
to give them that information. So what do you think is your resistance to telling her what's on your mind? I guess one, you know, uh, wondering how she's going to take what I'm saying or what I'm feeling. Well, I, you know, a very interesting thought just popped into my head, and I'm going to try it out on you. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if the thing that you're thinking or feeling conflicts with the role you have in your head. For example, let me t- bring it to a marriage situation, which I know you're not in. But let's say in a marriage situation, I'm having thoughts about my husband like you are a true pig, right? <laughs> now, now, I'm not saying this is the most enlightened thought on the, on the planet, but it is kind of what I'm feeling, and I need to disclose that and say, you know, I have to tell you that I'm having these feelings about you. I don't know why. But now the role of wife, does that fit? You are a true pig. You know, that is not the role of a wife. A role, the role of the wife is to be infinitely understanding, extremely supportive, very wise, always loving, the fountain of love that is going to transform this man instantly into whoever he can be. And that does not fit along with, you know, I think you're a pig. I hate you today. It's not the, I'm, I'm out of the role. And it's uncomfortable. And I'm afraid that he isn't going to like it either because that's not what he signed up for because he signed up for a wife. Mm. (laughs) He didn't sign up for a real person who is going to have real reactions. I mean, how many of us have been taught that unconditional love is really the essential of all relating? And when people say that, I wonder, what planet do you live on? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's... Like, no, that's, that's a role. I'm going to be forever 100% loving towards you. Now, in some metaphysical cosmic way, I can love anybody, right? I could love, you know, the jihadists to just beheaded somebody, right, in some metaphysical cosmic way. But really, if that was my puppy that they just beheaded, I would not feel love for them. Mm. I, I might try to overcome my anger and try to overcome my anguish and realize that you know, this is something sick that's going on. I might try to send them chi. But I have to be perfectly honest that I need to feel loved too. And when someone is incredibly abusive to me, I uh, do not feel loved. And so am I really feeling love for them? Is that part of the relating? Or is that just me trying to be in the role? So hang on there, Elizabeth, uh, because we have to go to station break. And I'll come back to you for a wrap-up, and we have another call after you. So keep them coming. So stick with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. 
Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is Beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out, where we're talking about the differences between roles and relationships and jobs. And we're realizing, of course, that in order to be out of the role, we have to be real. And uh, one of the most oppressive roles there is is being a spiritual teacher. I just heard (coughs) a seventh wave bringing meaning and inspiration to your life. Oh, my God. I have to bring meaning and inspiration to your life. So, Elizabeth, <laughs> coming, back, coming back to you just to close up. So, can you identify as what role it is that you are trying to be in with your roommate? I'm trying to be. Well, I think I, I, it's still being discovered. Um, you know, roommate versus, uh, you know, more than roommate, like, you know, almost like partners, but not romantic mm-hmm. partners, and what that looks like, and and how all I feel with that. Well, but you see, there it is. Do you have to have a defined role, or can you just relate to her? Yeah, that's. I think I'm stuck in having to have a role. Yeah, that's okay. exactly right. <laughs> and I okay. want to tell you that is exhausting, just exhausting. Mm-hmm. So. Cut it out mm. <laughs> and have fun and relate and just be mm-hmm. real. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you for your call. Okay. And next we're going to take Helen from California. And after that, no matter who's in the queue, we are going to James because he is bursting to <laughs> relate to our audience today. <laughs> Welcome, Helen, to Inside Out. <clears throat> Hi. Um, I know I've done both. I know that. In my relationship with my daughter when she was younger, I was definitely in the role of wanting to be the all-loving, all-providing mother rather than just relating to her, and that was not, didn't turn out well. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I've gone back and forth with my husband, um, but I think a lot of the time I'm not in the role, and he wants me to be in the role, at Mm. least sometimes he wants me to be in the role. And it causes a lot of conflict. Well, what role is it that he wants you to be in? Well, he was brought up in an Italian Catholic family that, where the wife was subservient and the husband was in charge. And so, yeah. So you think he wants you to be the little woman? Yeah. Ah, uh, no, that's not it. Well, Look he wants again. to be. He wants me to be all loving. It's like to think he's wonderful 
even when he isn't, you know, he doesn't want me to confront him. So I don't know. Uh, that's not exactly it. You're on the path, but you're not there. Do you want to hold and ha- and think about that for a minute? And guys out there in Radio Land, I want you to be thinking about yourselves in this way. You know, this is not just for us to look like fools. I w- we want you to be thinking about how you're in roles and when you're relating. So, um, Helen, would you? Can we put you on hold and come back to you? And let's have sure. James speak because I really want you to think about this. is important for you. All right, James, you've been chafing at the bit. Well. As, yes. we've been, uh, as we've been uh, having our discussion, I was thinking about how actors play roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could, you, you could, we can each play a particular role very, very well and, and be applauded and all of that. Uh, but it goes nowhere in terms of relationship. And I'm thinking about the role I played with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, in the 50s growing up, uh, there was this show, Father Knows Best. Benign, uh, all-wise, loving, caring. And so I tried to play that role with my daughter, but I wasn't relating to her, uh, who she was. Uh, and I kept having an expectation that she was going to play the role of the hardworking student, the achiever, who's going to go places in the, in the world. And that's going to be your payoff for having uh, devoted yourself to the role of Father Knows Best. Absolutely right. Everybody who plays a role gets a payoff for it, right? Yes, and the payoff is that the other people people play the roles that we expect them to. Right, and that's going to give us what? Uh, ego gratification. Ah, and so, grief. <laughs> okay, so and grief because we will we will not have real relationships. <laughs> no, and and exactly, and nobody can ever sustain that role forever. Yeah. So, uh, so what we're really seeing here is the purpose of a role is to do what we need to do to give our egos the satisfaction that we are living up to some idea in our head. And in order to ensure that the people with whom we have relationships are going to give us what we want them to give to us or what rather our egos are looking for. So I will play out the, this is not me. Really, but <laughs> the, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, the whoever, is going to play out the role of the perfect wife, and in exchange, you are going to be what X, Y, or Z. Now, let's take a look at that personally, James. I hate where we're going with this conversation, but it doesn't <laughs> like we are going there. So, okay, okay. So, what role I, I could confess, but I've been confessing. So, what role do you want me to play? Uh, well, uh, that's a very interesting question because uh, being with you has been such a dramatic shift from my previous relationships. Uh, I'd have to say I would love you to play the role of somebody who shares consciousness and wisdom and in an always unconditionally loving way. <laughs> and what role, what does that equate to? What is that role? Well, that equates to being a, a virtual saint, which, <laughs> which, which I have every right to expect. <laughs> and, uh, so you want to be married to a saint. Yeah. And um, in exchange, what role do you think you should play? Uh, a very grateful husband. <laughs> <laughs> Honey... If you were a very grateful husband, I would not need to be a saint. 
Ah, wait for <laughs> whatever. Because <laughs> you'd be so wonderful and loving all the time. Why would I need to be a saint? I would be in heaven already. Uh-huh. So I don't think so. Look again. I wonder if this, if Helen is picking up any clues from this conversation. Yes, I am. Oh, right on. I guess Helen is right there in the wings. Okay. Go for it, Helen. Well, I think my husband wants to be admired. Yes. He doesn't want all those other things. He doesn't want me to be submissive. He doesn't care about that. He wants to be admired. Exactly. In fact, he would rather that you not be submissive because if you're not a submissive, you're a tough, strong woman who admires him. Well, that is so much the better. He doesn't yeah. want to be a married, uh, he doesn't want to be admired by a meatball. Yes, that's then he, true. Then he could be married to his mother. So, okay. Yeah. And, and in exchange? In exchange, if, if, if I were the admiring wife? Yes, yes, yes. What would and I get? Yes. What well, role the, does he get to play? He gets to play the adoring husband. Nah. Cut, no? Nah. Forget oh. about that. <laughs> That's not it. I could just feel that that's not it. Does he get to play king? Mm, not exactly, no. Well, what were, you, what were we just asking you, James? I'm supposed to be the, a saint, a veritable saint, yeah. even saintlier than I actually am, if that were possible. <laughs> 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 and, in, and in exchange, what are you supposed, what's the, what's the role you're supposed to play, James? The benevolent, all-loving husband? Heck no. Ah. You don't get to play that role, because if you'd, like I said, you're I would You're already playing that role. Right, exactly. You get to be the troubled teen. Oh. Who's always looking oh. for his uh, identity. Who needs, needs it? it exactly? Oh, 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 yeah! Keep bringing it on, bringing it on. I'm so troubled. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I mean, I, I mean, you did have a raw deal growing up, didn't you? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, this is really funny because you get to have all the angst in the family, mm. and to be uh, seeking yourself and experimenting with different ways of being and f- self-expressing. And I'm just supposed to be there smiling benevolently upon you as you go through all of these experiences. Yes. 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 Well, how is that something that you get, Beth? I, well, I don't get anything out of it. This is James' idea of what our role should be. Okay. I mean, if you, if you want, you know, we, we could ask me, I might be embarrassed, but we could ask me what roles do I think, uh, I want, uh, what roles do you want, Beth? Okay. So start with, ask me the question, are we supposed to start with me or what do I want James to be? What do you want James to be? I want James to be the answer to all the miserable marriages I've had before. Amen. <laughs> it's, my, it's my job to make all those relationships right. Right. Or to make up for, make make up up for it. it, exactly, that you are going to really... Uh, Accept me for who I really, really am, and it's your role to make me feel okay being the way I am. Amen. Me too. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly what I want. 
Okay, so now let's let's look at the other side. So, which also comes right back to relating to you as who you really are. Well, it is kind of ironic it because is. it it relates to relating, but it isn't relating. Because if I were relating to you, I would realize that you aren't in the least bit capable of doing that all the time. Not that you can't do it sometimes, but see, if I were having a relationship with you, I wouldn't expect you to fill that role because I I would know that you can't. And so now ask me the other side, Helen, which is about uh, what role do I want to play? Wasn't that the question? What role do I want to play? What role do you want to pay, play, Beth? Well, I actually don't want to play a role, and I get angry when I have to or when I think I have to, and then I think I get into the role of teacher to get James to shape up so that he can play the role I want. <laughs> yes. It does I that, that too. You're telling my story. <laughs> See, I, I could call in and just let you do the work. <laughs> That's my favorite role. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that I have recently attempted to step out of that role and to try to be more reality-based and stop thinking that I can or should uh, get James to become the man that I want him to be so that I can be real. <laughs> I have to be real anyway, but I have to drop the get James to part. Right. Ah, uh, that's a relief. So, well, haven't I been trying? You have. Yeah. I said, okay, you, you just, you know, spin out there, dude. <laughs> There's no resentment in here whatsoever. Okay, so Helen... What were we up to with you? It's what... So, uh, Richard, your husband, wants you to admire him. And what role do you want him to play in your life? He wants me to admire him. And what role do I want to play? Yeah. Well, the all-knowing. I don't really want to play that role. No. That's not really what I want. No. I want to play the role of the admiring wife, but I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, would, what role would he have to play in order for you to play the admiring wife with any sincerity? Hmm. Oh, it's so obvious now, isn't it? You want him to play the role of the man that you can admire. Right. That's what I was oh. going to say. He'd have to be hardworking and... Uh, Whatever your particular... Right, right. X, Whatever y, my or definition. Of, yes, and I have that too. I can really relate to that. I want to be in a relationship with a man that I can admire... You know, I guess Father Knows Best, in a, but updated 50 years. And, um, and then I could play the role, or so you're, you're saying you could play the role of the admiring wife. Right. I, don't, I don't know that I could ever do that, but, <laughs> but you could, yes. All right, so there it is. And so what, how, does, how do these roles get in the way of relating? Well, my goodness. <laughs> Whenever he's doing something that I can't admire... 
because it doesn't fit in with my definition, then I turn into the nag instead of the admiring wife. <laughs> right. Right. You just hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look at how honest we're getting here. And I hope everybody out there is not just laughing or look, thinking how stupid we are, but that you're really looking at yourself and how this relates to you. We hate people when not it's how do I put this it's bad enough when someone doesn't play out their role like I want a protective husband that's another really big thing for me I want my husband to be my protector and when he isn't I get really angry and feel like there's really something wrong with him rather than again relating to James and saying is he a protective kind of a guy and you know what could I expect here but I think what's even worse than that is that when someone stops me from playing out the role that I want to see myself in, I can become really angry because that's getting in the way of my own self-admiration. <laughs> right. I hope everybody took that in. We are really angry and disgruntled when the people around us don't feed our image of ourselves, our egoic image of the role that we are supposed to play, when they question us, or worse, when they annoy us into some human reaction that does not fit the role. Yeah, that's so, happened to me over and over and over. I can relate uh, to that. Yes, thank you, James. And I think it's so true with parents because... If you want to be in the role of the father knows best or the benevolent mother or whatever it is, mm -hmm. that child is going to do things that are just going to strip you of that delusion. You are going to get mad. You are not going to feel loving, all of that stuff. And there, we can't deal with those behaviors because they get in the way of our roles and playing them out, and then we hate ourselves. So I want to thank you so much, Helen, for your call. It's always a pleasure talking to you. We do have time for one or two more calls. We have nobody in the queue. So if you still, if you feel called to call, please go right ahead. And, uh, but stick around because whether or not you call, we have lots more on Inside Out. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. We have a couple more callers that we are going to get to in a second. But first... uh we wanted to address a little bit the issue of what is so toxic about being in a role. And James, can you speak briefly to what you were wanting to say about being the heroic parent? Yes, I wanted to play the heroic uh, parent for my daughter, always rescuing her, supporting her, and so on. And uh, that blew up in my face because I shielded her from the consequences of her behaviors with the result that she would act without regard to the consequences, the impacts on others, and she kept getting in trouble over and over and over. And even to this day, uh, relatively recently as an adult, she has continued to get into trouble uh, because of that. So playing that role really got in the way of seeing her as the real person that she was and having her be accountable for her actions and demanding that and expecting that and not rescuing her from herself. I, I'm very appreciative of your saying that, and that's the same thing that plays out in relationships. You know, when when you think you want someone to be the uh, unconditionally loving person, what you're really asking for is unconditional permissiveness to do mm-hmm. anything you want without consequence. Because right. as I said, I might be able to drag out some love. Ultimately, I usually am able to do that. <laughs> but uh, what that really is, is asking for permission for any kind of behavior. And that is toxic to the person who yeah. is, quote, misbehaving as well as to the person who's being abused. So yep. thanks for that. And next we're going to Todd in San Diego. Welcome, Todd, to Inside Out. Thanks. So I think I, I mean, I, I, I got some good uh, insights. Uh, we'll see if they're accurate um, with oh, good. Um, the conversation with you and Helen and James. I think the role is it's kind of interesting because there's I can see two roles and they conflict with each other. So no wonder I feel like a wreck <laughs> so much, you know, I mean, as much as I do. Yeah. I feel like a wreck all the time. But one is that um, in the family, I want to be perceived, I want to be respected. Yeah. But then I also want to be seen as unconditionally loving. <laughs> so right there, I'm, 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 I'm toast. <laughs> 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 Which do you think, I think that's very good, Todd, and that, that fits exactly in what we were just talking about. Um, yeah, and so what is, see, what is the difference between being unconditionally loving and being in the role of unconditional love? Is well, if, you, yeah. if you could, you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, the, being in the role, uh, I mean, being unconditionally loving is you just, you know, you you are committed to the person, regardless of what kind of in, in, you know input they're giving back to you. you That's know, right. Um, being unconditionally loving is is uh, is a way to manipulate them to to treat you well. You know, you mean, I mean looking unconditionally loving? Yeah, looking unconditionally yeah. loving is exactly a way to, is a manipulation to get them to try and you know be nice to me. Yes. Um, 
and being unconditionally loving is really just looking out for their interest and, you know, being over there with them and caring about them and doing whatever you're guided to do in the moment. I think that's very profound for you to take in and to realize because this is the difference. If you truly love someone, you will ask for that divine guidance to know how it is that you should handle things without regard to how you're going to look. Mm -hmm. And so then when you're not in any role in that case, and sometimes the answer is you're not supposed to do anything. Yeah. And and then it doesn't matter whether you are respected or admired or loved or whatever. You're just following that divine guidance to relate to that person in a way that is for the highest good of all. And we have to believe that that's the highest good of all, including us. So what you've just given yourself is a great insight that I hope that you can take into these relationships and really ask yourself, am I being in a role here? Mm-hmm. What role am I being in? Can I just drop it? Yeah. And what what would be the most loving thing for me to do in a situation like this? And sometimes it's really painful what we have to do yeah. to, to be truly loving towards someone, which is to hold them accountable for something that will make them at least temporarily hate our guts. Yeah. And, and certainly will not make them... They, it may make them respect us, but it may not. But yep. so to live without regard for role, but that's doing your job. That is your job as a parent. Yep. Thanks. So, I know you have another caller. I mean, I could certainly say more, but... Uh, no, thank yeah. you, Todd. I, I'm hoping that this, has, this will help you. Me too. I have to listen to it a few more times to get it. <laughs> Take it in. I'll, uh, but, I'll work at but, it. But you got it yourself. You came up with it. So yeah. I know that you, that you really uh, connected. Thanks for calling. You're and our, our last caller today is Corey from New Orleans. Hi, Hello. Corey. Hey. Hey. Well, I, uh, I really found that when I was writing this down, it, gosh, it really does make you have to do some soul searching here. Because <laughs> um, I was clueless. And I was like, geez. So what I've, kinda, what I've gotten so far is the role it seems like I'm playing is I want to be loved and feel safe in my relationship, my, my personal relationship. Okay. And that I reject being loved for some reason because I don't feel like I'm worthy of it. And then to feel safe means don't rock the boat or upset my partner. But so, now the question, the it, question it that like, we're... Oh, I can't do anything then. I can't call them out. I can't, you know, it's Right, amazing. right, right, right. But you're, you haven't actually defined the role that you're playing in order to feel safe. So what is the role that you're playing? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You're, trying, I, you're, you're getting to what your intention is, what's underneath it. But what is the role that you're trying to play in order to get that effect? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I'm trying to please my partner instead of following my own. Mm. Well, I don't is that it? No. 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 I, I don't know. I'm kind of Just clueless. get uh, you're our last caller, so give yourself a second. We're going to try to help you just to relax into this. We're just going to go da 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 da. So you're not nervous at all, thinking <laughs> the clock is ticking. <laughs> but no, we have time. Take a breath and say, well, what role do I play in this relationship? I don't mean necessarily, you know, do you wash the dishes? Yeah, I mean, I, I clean the house more. I, you know, I'm the housekeeper more. You know, I, I keep everything kind of going. Okay. Um, and and what, 
and I think I've been playing second fiddle instead of becoming equal and steering the boat of what what's the depth of our relationship. Okay, keep going, Corey. You're on the trail, but you haven't quite hit the station yet. Sort of like I'm, well, I don't feel like I'm playing an equal leader in the relationship. I'm getting a whole different arena. That may very well be true, but uh, the thing that's coming to me is that you're playing bad boy. Okay. Yeah. So, does that feel right to you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, now why, this is important, because if that is right, because that doesn't seem to fit the housewife image, right? (laughs) But there is a connection, you'll see in a second. Um, Okay, so what what is the purpose of playing the role of bad boy? What does that role get you? Uh, It, uh, well, like you were saying, there was, I heard places where it gives you freedom to be, uh, to do what you want. Um, I mean, I, I, the phone kind of, I couldn't hear the whole thing, but something you were saying earlier was like, Ooh, this sounds hot for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it gives me, uh, permission to do things that, and then ask for forgiveness later. Yes, it does. Very good. You're, you're, you're closing in on it. I can feel it coming, right? (laughs) So you get to be bad and then to ask for forgiveness. And then what role does that put your partner in? Oh, the forgiving, more of the the mother, the saint kind of thing. Oh, and is that a role that your partner likes? Or you think is suited for or wants in some way? Is that something that's working for your partner? Probably. Yes. (laughs) It's making my stomach feel kind of queasy. (laughs) That's that's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't like this. Right, right, but that means it's striking a chord. So uh, why would your partner want to play out the role of a forgiver? Not probably, well, I think in in their, his childhood, but um, to stay current. So he feels better about himself that he's forgiving. Yes. So he important. Yes, he gets to play the role of the forgiving one, which is compensating him for your bad behavior. (laughs) Because he gets to give himself, and you get to give him admiration for what a great guy he is, and what a big person he is. That's his compensation for your. Uh, bad boy. And what are you getting from this? Well, I just, when you were saying that, it's like, well, gosh, I wonder why I just don't give him love right from the get-go instead of having to play a role. What a good question. Yeah, I mean, so that way I don't have to be so vulnerable in a way, I guess. It's feeling something about this vulnerability here of just loving. 
Um, you know, something just hit me, too. Um, we just have a couple minutes before we close, but I want to see what I can do here. It feels like you get to be admiring as opposed to loving. Because admire his, him. yes, you admire his character and the way he handles things. So yeah. you don't have to be loving, but you're giving him admiration. And uh, you get to, and at the same time, um, there's something else about your role. Why do you want to be the bad boy? It's about commitment. I'm scared of commitment. No. Well, if it's coming back to admiring him instead of loving him because I'm afraid to love him. Yes. So you're giving him what his ego wants instead of what his soul needs. And for some reason, that's safer for you. Corey, we have to go. Um, uh, this is a fascinating subject. <laughs> yeah, thank you and so much. You're very welcome. I hope this helps you and you can get some support around this. And uh, take it away. Very good. Great that you called in. I bet you there's a lot of people out there who can identify. So, James, before we do our final wrap-up, um, tell us what we're doing next week. Yes. Next week, our topic is, Why do we do dumb things? Oh, Choose- no. No. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, no. oh, true, true confessions. Beth Uh-oh. has trouble sleeping. Oh, so what does bad. she do? She wakes up in the middle of the night and frantically checks her email. Oh, obviously, yeah. oh no. Obviously, She'd there's nothing she really must read at 3 a.m. And the process just further awakens her. But even worse, if something important does come in, she feels driven to reply immediately. Absolutely. Why? None of this will put her back to sleep. She's going to be even more stimulated and have more trouble sleeping. No wonder she's tired. Oh. Do you do you do dumb things and wonder why? I yeah. sure do. <laughs> Join the club. Tune into this episode of Inside Out and ask Beth to help you decipher just why you do them and what you can do about it. If you can't participate live, listen to the podcast and join the Inside Out forum via phone or blog after the show. Plus, go to Beth's website at www.bethgreen.org for a free PDF copy of her book, Living with Reality. And learn to and learn about uh, 15 Minutes with Beth, a chance for a private consultation with her. While there, learn more about Beth Green TV at the website, her YouTube channel. And now, a final word from Beth. Well, I hope that you're not discouraged about calling in and talking to me because you find out that I do dumb things too. But see, I'm not in the role. I'm not in the role of spiritual teacher. <laughs> You're real. I, I relate. Yes. I relate. You relate. And it's amazing that we can relate and still channel divine consciousness. We can be human and still have wisdom. We can be vulnerable and still have strength. And that is the beauty of being real. And, and if you're in a relationship right now where you're in a role, stop. <laughs> Do everything you can to break it. And if you can't, and if your partner won't let you get out of that role, maybe it's time for a spring cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) 
find a relationship where you can be real. Thank you so much for listening in. Love to hear from you. And I'll see you next week. All right. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. We'll be right back.